0: It's time for another holiday hot mess episode of Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gayson. So get ready to join us as we find six geese a lane in our Christmas closet. <music> Welcome to another episode of Keeping the Tide Gay with Gayson, or as my friends just call me, Jason. Merry October, everyone. It's Halloween month, which means we only have two more months until our favorite holiday, Christmas! We thought we'd throw some spooky twist into our holiday fun this episode. So, in today's show, you're going to learn about the potential cannibalistic Christmas scarecrow, mrs claus has a devilishly delightful adult treat mrs nesbitt reviews his halloween suite ned's got some horrific christmas ornaments and we will see if the friendly monsters a monster christmas is a classic or not so classic christmas special and just a reminder our show is not for our listeners as we will use some language and discuss some adult themes that could definitely land us on santa's naughty list so let's get on with the show and start things off with our 5-Minute Festive Fun Fact. Well, hello, my holiday elves, and welcome back for another 5-Minute Festive Fun Fact keeping with the halloween theme i thought we'd learn more about a scarier quote-unquote helper of santas and no i don't mean krampus we'll get to krampus eventually but everybody does a krampus story so we're gonna wait a while but instead of krampus we are going to talk about hans tropp the christmas scarecrow Mm -hmm. now this legend is well known in the french regions of alsace and lorraine Hans Trapp, according to legend, lived in the 1400s. He was very powerful. He had lots of money. He was completely a jackass. And according to legend, a very sadistic man. He had a huge thirst for power so much that, according to this legend, he made a deal with the devil for more. After finding out about that, the pope excommunicated Trapp, and he was forced to leave Alsace, and all of his possessions, including his money, were taken in by the government. He then relocated to a shack in the mountains outside of Boravia in Germany. And the legend goes on that he started to brood more and his evil desires started to increase. And suddenly he decided he wanted to taste human flesh. (sighs) Apparently he decided to act upon that. He dressed up like a scarecrow, stuffed straw in his clothes, and he decided to trap someone on the side of the road. Apparently, according to the legend, he did not trap an adult. He trapped a 10-year-old child, um, unalived that child, and then uh, decided to roast said child, and he got ready to eat said child, and he was miraculously struck by a divine lightning bolt, and it struck him right in the head, and it killed him instantly. And as punishment, he is stuck in this sort of purgatory where he works with Santa Claus to earn redemption. Whereas Santa is kind of, you know, gives out the presents and rewards kids for being good. Hans Trapp actually punishes the naughty kids by kidnapping them or whipping them, things like that. Um, he is a warning to children to be good, or who use his scarecrow disguise to get them if they don't change and he will carry them off into the dark forest never to be seen again. Now Hans Trapp actually was a real person. His name was Hans von Trotha. He lived in the 1400s. He was a German knight. And he commanded two castles on the German side of the border. Basically, he got into a land dispute with a church, specifically Weissenberg Abbey. And the abbot wouldn't give him certain properties. So as retaliation, uh, Hans decided to dam up a nearby river so that the local village would be cut off from its water supply. The abbot heard about it and was like, tear it down. What are you doing? And he was like, oh, OK, cool. I will. And then when he did, it actually flooded the village and basically ruined the economy there. So that began an open war between Hans and the Abbey. Even the emperor tried to step in and stop the fighting, got the pope involved, and the pope just simply said, hey, Hans, come to Rome, prove that you're loyal to the church, everything will be cool. Hans wrote a letter back and was like, nah, I'm good, and (laughs) said um, no, and that the pope is uh, performing impure acts upon uh, individuals and is corrupt, and is shady and basically went off and then the pope was like oh, okay this is how we're gonna play things and he excommunicated hans in 1491 now hans went on to serve the french court and when he died eventually all the charges against him were forgiven now clearly this man was not well liked and this is why this legend began of him dressing as a scarecrow and eating children um it's a, it's a dark legend, right? I was like, damn, Hans, you, man, they were not playing back then with you. Uh, he is still talked about today. There are people that dress up like, like Hans Trapp as the Scarecrow during Christmas parades and things like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know what else to say. I guess behave, kids. This man sounds crazy. This is a really terrifying legend. And uh, I just say behave so that we don't have to meet uh, the Scarecrow, Hans Trapp are there any other festive fun facts you'd like to hear about if so please email me at keeping the at gmail.com well the sounds of sherry being poured lets us know it's time to head back to the christmas kitchen for mrs claus's tasty treats for your holiday fun times cheers I hope I scared you, dear listeners.
1: (laughs) I'm
0: so excited you're back in my kitchen with me once again. Happy Halloween! (laughs) Yes. It's full of spooks and goblins. I've got some goblins in my kitchen. Her name's Mitzi. Whatever. It's fine. You know, I've got to stop talking about her, but I can't help it because she's never good. She's just not good. Doesn't matter. Anyway, listen, we've only got two more months to Christmas Eve, which means we got a lot going on at the pole. This one's going to be a short one because I know you've got your, your Halloween parties to go to. So I thought I'd give you something quick, sort of quick. By quick, I mean, you know, 24 hours, but still it's quick. And I promise you it's quick. Anyway, this is a treat just for the adults. Please make sure that the little kiddos do not have any. Okay. So, we're calling this one Mrs. Claus's Devilishly Good Cherry (laughs) Bombs. So, for your ingredients today, all right, you're going to need one 10-ounce jar of maraschino cherries with stems. Mm -hmm. A half a cup of fireball whiskey. Mm, I love a good whiskey. I do, you know. Five ounces of vanilla-flavored melting wafers. And then some decorative sprinkles or some decorative sugar, whatever you want. And that will make more sense when we start going into it. Now, for your kitchen tools, you're going to need a measuring cup, a small tip of your container, paper towels. Trust me, you want the paper ones, you can throw them away, all right? Uh, one mixing bowl, one small mixing bowl, a cookie sheet, parchment paper, a mixing spoon, and either a slotted spoon or a strainer, okay? Now, you should all know step one by now. But if you don't, we toast with cherry. Someone's a puppet. There we go. We're going to fill our glasses all the way to the top. Keep going. We don't stop till it reaches the top. Here we go. Here it. Is. And we're going to toast her our success, so make them scream, my Halloween queens. <sighs> it's that first sip, I tell you, every time it gets me going. It really gets me going. It does. Mm hmm. hmm. Okay. Now, let's do step two, all right? This is the one that is fast, but still takes the longest. Okay, so you've got your jar of maraschino cherries with the stems, right? It's very important you've got the stems, okay? Most of the time you find them in the jars they don't got the stems. We need the stems. We're going to pop it open. Oh. Oh my. I'm apparently weak. Let me do that trick. It's my great-great-grandmother showed me. Yeah, take a, you know... It hits around the edges of the jar. Supposed to loosen it up, I don't know if it works. Yeah, right, here we go! Oh, it worked. I've already spilled the juice. My goodness, we've got all those paper towels ready. Oh, it, smells, it smells so cherry-licious in here, mm, yes it does, cherry-licious, okay, so now you have a choice here, alright, uh, you can use your Tupperware, or you can uh, you can get rid of the juice, but what we're doing is we're going to save this juice, okay, so what we're going to do is we are going to strain the juice from the cherry jar, but keep the cherries in the jar, Now, I have a slotted spoon. Uh, You can use a strainer, whatever you want. Try to get out as much juice as possible. Now, it's up to you what you want to do with the juice. All right? If you want to get rid of it, you can. If you want to save it for another day, for another project, you know, whatever you want, it's fine. You do, you do, as the as the kids say. You do, you boo. <laughs> Look, I'm so hip. You know, you think at my age I wouldn't be hip, but I'm very hip, I'm very hip. All right. So we've strained the juice out. We've put it in our Tupperware. Like I said, it's up for you if you want to get rid of it. You want to keep it. You know, waste not, want not. I think is the phrase. All right. The next thing we're going to do is fill up our cup uh, with with uh, with with the Fireball whiskey. Now, if you've got the big bottle, that's fine. Just pour a half a cup. But maybe you've just got the airplane shots like I do because sometimes people give me gifts. I'm going to tell you. And, you know, I, do, I have been known. I have been known to have some whiskey. So i have got to fill up my, my measuring cup for a half a cup. All right. And we're simply just going to take our measuring cup of whiskey and pour it right back into the jar with the cherries mm-hmm. and really it's about it's about if you're doing the shots you know the little the little bottles it's about three and a and a quarter you know it's about three and a quarter of it and uh which is great because you want to get it in there as far as you can. And we're going to seal it back up. And then we are going to put this in the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Because this is the part that takes the longest, okay? With this, we want to let these cherries marinate in our whiskey. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And we need to do it for at least 12 hours or a full day, okay? So, we're going to take a break. It will be 24 hours for me, but for you it'll feel like 20 seconds. Mm. Oh my, there is a bit of the shot left. All right, as they say, uh, down the hatches. Oh, cheese. Oh. Oh, oh, that's a bit. Oh. Mm. I haven't had the fireball in a whale. Oh. I'm going to need a break. All right, we'll see you back soon. (laughs) What do you mean the whole batch is gone? Well, it's a good thing I made another batch. Well, no, Mitzi, I didn't eat them. I might have sampled a few, but I didn't eat the whole batch. It's fine. Oh, we're recording. Hello, everyone. We're back. Yes. We are back. You know, we've got to, it's been 24 hours. And so we've got to fill up our glass of sherry again. Because trust me, I need it. Remember we're going to the top. We never not fill your glass to the top, all right? That's ridiculous. It's not to, it's not to sippy, sippy you're drinky,
2: drinky. To the top.
0: Oh, so good. Okay, now, here comes the fun part. You're going to take your parchment paper and you're going to cover your cookie sheet, alright? I would do this because, A, it's a lot easier to clean up, alright? And B, it makes noise! (laughs) Alright! Next, what we're going to do, it's going to take a bit of time, alright? But, you want to take each cherry out, and with each cherry, you're going to dry them with your paper towels, place them on the cookie sheet it's going to take some time it's it's fun for me because you can i don't know i mean we're probably going to have a sip of the juice uh but we'll be right back so it seemed like no time at all but this is what we're doing so we'll be right back Okay, we're back. And listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I might have had another one and I tried some of the juice. <laughs> All right. It's really important that you've got the cherries dry because otherwise the candy cooked in won't stick to it. All right. So make sure they're dry. Okay. Then you're going to melt your your uh, melting wafers, your candy, or your chocolate, whatever you're doing. I went ahead and did mine on the break just to save us time, okay? Also, you want to get your extra small bowl and pour in your sprinkles or your sugar. Now, like I said, I've done Halloween colors. I've I've got black and orange uh, little sprinkles. It's going to look really cute. And here's the part two. Uh, I wouldn't have the kiddies help you with this because we don't want them <laughs> licking their fingers. All right, this is an adult treat. So we're going to take our cherries and just get the bottom of them dipped in the chocolate or the candy coating, whatever. And then as soon as you can, once you've got it covered, just dip it onto your sprinkles and then set it on your wax paper Uh, to dry yeah that's all you've got to do Mm -hmm. and hopefully you know that's why you want them with the stems because you can pick them up really easily and do what you need to do and hopefully they'll just stand up on the tray uh, to dry so we're gonna quickly do that while i've been talking to you i've already knocked out four of them it's a very quick process and this is so simple it really is it's wonderfully simple and you can do this for any party, any time of the year. You know, if you want to do it for Pride Month, you put rainbow sprinkles on. If you want to do it for Christmas, there's lots of different Christmases. You know, you can make it for birthday parties for your adult friends. Remember, these are not for kids. I mean, you could make a separate batch for kids. Just don't soak them in the liquor, you know. And you can do this, you know, i w I've got to make these for, uh, for Gason's birthday. He already knows, because he said, don't make them with with the fireball, Uh, could you make them with Malibu? And of course, I said, well, of course, darling, anything for you. You've given me my big break on the radio, sort of, you know, so absolutely, uh, I will make them for you. You know, not a problem at all. Now, I've almost got my batch done. Okay. Again, you know, if you're making these for a party, you're probably going to need a couple of jars. All right this jar because some of the the cherries came out without stems this jar has made uh, close to a dozen servings so um, it's just going to depend on what you uh, what you um what how many cherries you get it's very simple they don't have to look beautiful I mean if you want them to and you want to spend the time crafting and all that go tear it up but I'm not going to today because I'm just giving these to the elves The kitchen elves today. I'm going to make more here in a bit for everybody else. But my kitchen staff minus a certain Mitzi uh, is all going to, to get these today. And I've just finished my last one. Do you see how fast I went? Well, you can't see it because, you know, I'm on the podcast. But you can hear how fast I went. Yes. So it's done. And it's fantastic. That's it. Now, what we want to do is we're going to quickly put them into the refrigerator. Just to firm up the chocolate a little bit, so uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. So let's taste one. Oh, this is going to be good. They're nice and firm. Oh, oh, they're so strong. Oh, my! You know you can't have but a couple of those for sure. Oh, <laughs> okay. Wow, all right now. Okay, now you can store them up for two days in a Tupperware in your refrigerator So you can pre-bake them before the party But I would say I'd make them maybe the day before That way you're ready to go, you know Okay, listen I've got to go because we have got to get ready for For all the trick-or-treaters here And, uh, you know, it's become very popular at the North Pole to trick-or-treat for the elves Some of them, you know, have actually started to dress up like me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's very cute. Uh, they do—they do, they do add more to my bosom, though. They make it way more ample. So I need to have a talk about that. But anyway, until next time, happy three-teasing. Grab a blanket, a hot cup of tea. And settle in for Mrs. Nesbitt's Holiday Books for your Holiday Book Nook. Oh gee, it's me, your host, Mrs. Nesbitt, Lorraine Nesbitt. But call me Mrs. Nesbitt. I'm the librarian at the North Pole. I'm back again. This time I'm going to do a review. I thought, okay, it's, you know, Lorraine, it's Halloween, all right? So you could, you could find a spooky book. You could do it all so, right, Gason's not going to be mad. You know, I'm I'm, I'm looking for holiday romances. It doesn't always have to be just this, this, this Christmas, you know, that's okay. So I found one. This time the book is called His Halloween Suite by Raven DeHart. I'm going to tell you right away. It's a very tame story. Okay. I don't, I don't want to say that I've been tricked versus treated, but, um, you know, there's some adult time in there, but it's, it's very quick and it's very near the end of the book. This is a real slow burn, all right? Anyway, I know you got things to do. Here, here we go. Let's go with the plot recap. Let's get that done. So listen, it's a very short book. It's coming in at only 104 pages. You know, like 104 pages is a short story. Anyway, our main character is Lachlan James. And he owns his family's candy store, James & Co. Candy Company. I know it's a name, right? Okay. Anyway, it's barely making any money, which upsets his father, who really has no business worrying about the family business because he signed over the business to Lachlan. How many times do I got to say business than that? It's, it's annoying. Anyway, anyway. Lachlan makes more money on his, on his side. He's got a side hustle, the kids call it these days. His side hustle is doing witchcraft. Yeah, he casts spells for people. This last, the the spell he casts in his book doesn't go well. I'm very confused. It doesn't matter. It was was just not a good plot point. Anyway, so one day, a dashing stranger who wears very fashion forward sweaters. I stumbled on that because I've never heard somebody described as wearing fashion forward sweaters. I don't know what that even means. I. I'm sitting here looking at Joey's closet going, I don't, I don't think he's got a fashion forward sweater. I don't think he does. Anyway, so this stranger comes in and his name is Colby Grayson and he comes in to buy candy from Lachlan for his family's huge Halloween party. Yeah, yeah. He's prepared to spend hundreds of dollars. You heard me correct. I said hundreds, not thousands. Hundreds. And Lachlan is just very excited at the possibility of making hundreds of dollars for his business. Not thousands, which is kind of what he needs to do to save the business. It's fine. Whatever. All right. They hit it off immediately because Lachlan has just he's in love with Colby's look. Colby's very attractive. He's very attractive. I mean, Lachlan's not unattractive. He's an attractive guy too, but what doesn't matter? Anyway. They, they flirt together a lot, and Colby and, and comes into the candy store all the time and is helping make the candy, which in, in my business sense, I would assume, I would assume that if somebody's helping me make candy that they're paying for, I'd give them a discount, but no, no. They start flirting, they get a little drunk, they start fooling around a little bit. This is slow burn. They decide that they can't actually do anything until after the Halloween party's done because Lachlan, for some reason, needs to focus on just making the candy. I don't understand. It's whatever. Now, Lachlan's dad tries to ruin things because he's a homophobe and Colby and Lachlan's grandmother put Lachlan's father in his place. Yeah, whatever. The boys finally get together the night of the Halloween party of all times. They come up with a plan to save the candy shop business and then randomly decide after one night of passion to move in together and spend their lives together, you know, like they do in the real world. That's it. There you go. That's the story. It's done. Less than five minutes. Let me talk about my ratings. All right. Let me talk about my ratings. For the plot, it was meh. I'm going to be honest. It was meh. Okay. It was meh. I mean, we knew the boys would get together. That's obvious, right? And then there wasn't really a struggle or anything. Now, for the characters, this is very hard because Colby got me hot in those fashion-forward sweaters. Lachlan was me. Yeah, me was. I'm going to give this a hot and only a hot because Colby was far more interesting not being into witchcraft than Lachlan was interesting being into witchcraft, if that even makes sense. Now, for eroticism, we're going to give it a hot. I didn't take Joey to the bedroom, because there wasn't a lot; it was just some intense flirting and then a lot of buildup to a very quick moment. It was only—it was only a couple pages. It wasn't even more than three pages of a, of an, uh, of an event. Yeah, I don't know. That's fine. Listen, overall the book was okay. I'm not going to recommend it, though. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you to go out and buy it. I'm not going to tell you to go give it to your friends. I'm not going to tell you to go 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 download it on your on your, on your on downloading things. I'm not going to do that. No, I'm only going to tell you that when I think it's worth the, worth the price. I, but I, I will say this. I appreciate Raven to Heart's ideas of characters, though. And I'm looking very forward to reading more books from them. All right? This isn't me saying I'm not going to read any more Raven to Heart. Because I am. Yeah. Anyway, I never know how to wrap this up. But I won't be back until the, the December episode. Yeah. Well, because, you know, we got stuff to do. We're very busy up here at the pole. But I wanted to give you a little a little teaser if you will. A little, a little preview. So uh, we're going to read another book, obviously. It's a Christmas book. Yeah, it's a Christmas book. I thought we'd do a Christmas romance at Christmas. It just makes sense, right? And And it's called Hometown Christmas by Garrett Lee. It's got a very attractive man on the cover. Now, the blurb is like four pages long. I don't understand why the blurb is so big, but it's okay. I'm going to read it to you. Can Yanni and Gavin go from friends to lovers this Christmas? Yanni has sworn off love for good. He had a bad breakup. Flew, just, he went to London. He only cares about his, 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 his giro stall, I think is how you pronounce that word, at the Christmas market. He doesn't want to rebound. But he meets ex-army vet Gavin Ritchie, who manages a homeless shelter while recovering from an injury that also keeps him far too busy. So they have a chance meeting. What's going to happen? Are they going to fall in love? We don't know. As Christmas lights up in the city, they might might fall in love, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It sounds good. It sounds good. We'll give it a shot. Yeah. So if you want to hear my review of that, come back at at the Christmas episode for sure. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Listen, I got to go got stuff to do these elves up here they don't follow the dewey decimal system it's a pain it's a pain all right anyway until next time this is lorraine nesbitt signing off but call me mrs nesbitt over and out Welcome back for another classic or not so classic Christmas special review with one of my holiday helpers, the queen of Halloween holiday helper, Pamela.
2: Hello. (laughs) Was
0: that the ghost of Christmas past?
2: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The ghost of this Christmas present. (gasps) Um,
0: Okay, we've had you on. And we were just talking before we started recording um, that you've been on the October episode. Ever since this show began.
2: Yeah, three years now.
0: And the first time around, you're the only, you, well, really, it's you and Guesty Bestie Peter are the only two I actually choose the specials for because you, I like to keep it kind of monstery related or mm-hmm. whatever. And um, with Guesty Bestie Peter, I pick the special I want to talk about because it's Christmas the month. So he's usually on in December. Ah. Um, so our first show that we did together, we reviewed the... Ugh, the monsters christmas special yeah that was was that was something
2: that was terrible
0: it was like the first really like movie kind of we did because it wasn't Mm -hmm. you know animation or claymation or or live action or puppetry or whatever um and uh we both made the mistake of buying it on dvd without seeing it first
2: yeah and i still own my copy
0: and i gave mine away yeah as as i it should have been given away to the trash I but
2: if i actually won another copy last year at your christmas party so i have two that, copies was that my copy no oh. it was from <laughs> duffy
0: <laughs> so funny it's yeah got to because it's so awful um it's so awful you can go back to season one and listen to... I think it was like episode three of the show or something. It was very... It was, no, it was longer than three. It was episode ten. Who knows? Anyway, go back and find it. And then the second one, I made the mistake because I thought we were going to watch this, the one that we just watched for this episode. And instead of this one, I, ga- I found us a monster's Christmas or the monster's Christmas. And it was... It was, it was like live action mixed with puppetry and it was like people in costumes playing monsters and it was in New Zealand and it was real bad. It was. And, and it had that one song with the villain singing, give it to me, give it to me, give Give it it to me, me."
2: give it to me. It was so
0: gross and awkward.
2: It was terrible.
0: Um, but this time I was like, oh, Hey, I I found the one that I thought it was for, for last year. And this time we watched, it's called a monster Christmas but in reality, it's actually called Friendly Monsters, A Monster Christmas. And I couldn't find a lot about it um, because it looks like it actually, it was created in the UK, United Kingdom, um, by Fat City Films, who is still around creating other things. I think one of them is. I saw one of their shows was called Grandma's Cats Are Trying to Kill Her or something. Oh. Yeah. I don't
2: know. Interesting.
0: Right. Um, now, I don't think this ever aired on TV here. Uh, it is a it was on VHS and then it did get released on DVD in region two so we can't get it here but it came with two other specials Um, the first one called a monster holiday which I was hoping was going to be next year's but when they say holiday it means vacation oh so they go on a boat I think they go on like a cruise to an island so we won't be watching that and then a monster Easter oh uh, which it deals with uh somebody kidnapping the Easter Bunny Oh, okay, so, um,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, you could buy the v h s for lots of dollars on uh eBay and Amazon, and uh all three feature the same characters, so the little boy Tom, mm-hmm. all the same monsters, the stupid cat burglar, <laughs> and the cops. <laughs> I can tell we're going to have a lot to talk about with that. Uh, It was directed by Vincent James and written by Phil Jackson and is about 26 minutes long. It's actually a pretty short Mm -hmm. show, although certain scenes make it feel like it's seven hours long. Yeah. Now, voice acting, it does have some folks that we might know. Uh, It doesn't say who they played, though, so we don't know whose voice is whose. But Rob Rackstraw. Was best known for playing James on all the Thomas the Tank Engines.
2: Oh, okay.
0: And then Emily Oldfield uh, was really much just in this. Martin Oldfield, there must be a relation, uh, mostly did British TV shows. Okay. And then Scott McNeil played the character of Tallboy in the American show Riverdale. And he's done lots of voices for other cartoons like the Lego Ninjago cartoon, Uh, And he played Grumpy Bear in the 2007 series of Care Bears. Oh. But he's been in a ton of stuff. Like his voice is all over the place. Um, There are songs in this, so I am happy. Because I do give a lower score when there are no songs. Because I believe a Christmas special should be filled with songs.
2: It's true. It should be filled with Um, with joy.
0: This one has three and a fourth songs.
2: Three and a fourth?
0: Yes, we'll discuss why I said a fourth. Okay. (laughs) Okay. and it's apparently sung by the cast and maybe two randos we don't know because there weren't uh i i watched many credits and there's nothing mentioned of who's saying anything mm. so yeah yeah and that's where it is now when the show when you first put it in and you're well you started it i guess because i sent you the youtube click clip two things i need to say right away there's a YouTube version that is the American version where they have changed the voices of all the characters to be American and they changed some of the words, but it didn't make a lot of sense. Cause I was like, why is this kid singing about Christmas pud when we don't do Christmas pudding usually in the United States? That's typically something that's done in the United Kingdom. And then I found out that on Peacock, the Peacock app, you can actually watch all three specials in their full British glory. And I will tell you that the British version is better. I'm just going to say that now.
2: Okay, that's good because I watched the American version. Yeah, and it's not.
0: I'll put the American version in the YouTube link up on the show notes. But if you have Peacock, I highly suggest that you watch the British version. So, so when it first started, what were your first thoughts when it first started playing?
2: I was actually kind of surprised. I thought, okay, this is going to be good. The music was, um, the music stood out to me as really good. Mm. Um, It had that 90s sort of, um, I don't know, like ethereal sort of Uh emo quality to it.
0: Yeah. And the the animation style was definitely very 90s. Like Mm -hmm. people were oddly shaped. Yeah. You know, Um, it made me think of like, Hey Arnold, how people were kind of created in that cartoon with like big heads and skinny bodies and short... It was definitely very um, diverse in body shape. Yes, I don't think in 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 race. No, (laughs) but it does pre-white cast. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. So okay, Uh, were you? So did it get you excited? Were you like, okay, this will be all right? Or yeah,
2: I was thinking like this is gonna be okay. 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 And then
0: oh oh! there's an and then i can't wait to get to the and then yeah okay well it starts out on a snowy scene with some children sledding and you're right it was very ethereal music mm-hmm. um including our lead tom who is a kid that we don't know how old he is how old do you think tom is supposed to be
2: i think he's supposed to be quite young
0: i do too like four or five, five. Yeah. yeah i was getting five vibes but yeah, I, yeah four or five Tom's dad tells him it's time to go, and he tells his dad that he wants to sled more. And a cute they, the British version is is way cuter than the American. The American he comes off on as whiny. I
2: feel mm-hmm. like
0: in the British he comes off more precocious.
2: Oh, okay, that yeah. makes total sense yeah. as those two cultures too.
0: Yeah, it's I, I'm telling you, you should watch the British version. Um, the dad says, "No, we got to go because tomorrow is Christmas." And then, like any kid, Tom is like, oh, "Okay, cool, let's go to sleep." Yeah, I'll just sleep out in the snow. I'm ready to go.
2: Um,
0: And they head home. And I thought this scene was kind of cute. The dad pulled him home on the sled through town. Yeah. As it was snowing. And And the cute
2: cute music played. Yeah. Yeah, it was very
0: cute. I just, I don't know, I thought it was cute. And then we meet his mom, and he tells her he's really tired, and he's ready for bed, and she's like, why? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, oh, you didn't know. It's Christmas tomorrow. (laughs) And, um... That was cute. The British mom's voice is way better. <laughs> Cause she goes, I don't want you messing about. <laughs> Go to sleep. I can't do I'm not gonna do a British accent. I'm horrible at it. And so as soon as it gets quiet, Tom shouts, Hey monsters, and we get our first real song that I decided to call the Monster Roundup because I don't know what else to call it.
2: Oh yeah, that's good. That's yeah. a good
0: title. I know, right? Where we meet all of the main characters. All the main monsters, let's put it like that, and Tom. Mm -hmm. And it's cute. And I actually wrote out the intro song because I think it's very helpful. Here's this. I like this song because it introduces us to each of the characters that we need to focus on later on throughout the show. Mm -hmm. Minus the cops and the cat burglar. But we still get introductions to them, just not in song. And I think for kids, this is really good because it's like, hey, here are the monsters. And here's something about them that helps you remember who they are.
2: So how, do, so, and it sort of rhymes, right? It does, yes.
0: So Tom says, ch- and I'm going to, these are the lyrics from the British version. Okay. Okay. So Tom says, check beneath the bed. You'll find my friend Ted, a lovely monster. <laughs> and then Ted pops out and he's like, I'm a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and Ted is a, br- a blue green blob with long tubes leading to his eyes on the top of his head. Okay. Ted. Then Tom says, at the same time, Jacques who that pops up from my socks. He's a monster and then Jock's like,
1: "A monster." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's short and light blue with four eyes on the top of his head. Mm. Okay. And then Tom says Norma Hubbard hides in the airing cupboard, which in the American version is bathroom cupboard. Okay. So hides in the airing cupboard she's a monster of large proportions when she sings it's like distortions which didn't make sense in the american version i was like what are you saying and then in the, the british version she does a better job mm-hmm. um and no was like i'm a monster and it, her voice is like nails on a chalkboard it's so cute she's a very large pink monster with tiny lips and a really screechy voice mm. And then Tom sings, in the garden shed lives Spongy Fred, meet the monster. And then Fred goes, I'm the monster. (laughs) So dumb, but I love it. (laughs) Um, Fred is a red monster with a big mouth. And then Tom says, and covered in, in hair, she lurks below the stair. Hattie's a monster. And then all the monsters sing, the hairy monster. And she's blue and really hairy and pretty big too. I think she was kind of like a mm-hmm. like almost a circle. Um, and then he says, <laughs> "Jim, looking like an alligator, snug, snuggles behind the radiator." And you see Jim, and he's kind of like a yellow. He looks more like a dog than an alligator to me because he was kind of like yellow, but really short, but mm-hmm. had like a I don't know. He's really weird looking. And then um, where are we? Okay, so then Dan. Oh, he sings. Oh, then he sings. Dan the dragon puffs and wheezes, cause in my toy box he just about squeezes. And Dan is an orange-red dragon. And then all the monsters go. Where are the monsters? Yeah, the monsters. <laughs> and then we, we haven't. We're not done with monsters. No, yet.
2: there's a ton of
0: monsters. Yes. Then Tom says. Then of course there's Roger, who I really like a lot, is in the teapot, and he's a green snake-like monster. And I love that Roger's like, I love my teapot. <laughs> Uh, this is my favorite. And then Tom goes and in, in the wardrobe where his name is Colin, but he's never in. I think we've lost him. And they all start singing Colin's name, and we see that Colin is purple and short with his tongue hanging out. Hey,
1: monsters! <laughs> who I really like a lot is in the team. I love the teapot. In the water where his name is Colin but he's never in. I think we've lost him. Come in, come in, where are you? I'll
0: leave off He's my favorite monster out of everybody else.
2: The monster in the closet? Yeah.
0: Right. I know. <laughs> but it's Colin. He's super funny. He's purple with his tongue hanging out. And he's a plot. He's a plot point.
2: He is a plot point. <laughs> okay.
0: Out of all the monsters, did you have a favorite monster?
2: I did not. Oh, no. I know. It's just not even Colin. Not even Colin. I found Colin to be a bit annoying. Oh,
0: no. (laughs) I found Colin to be like what I would be as a monster.
2: (laughs) I'm like, they couldn't round him up. He wouldn't pay attention. He was getting lost. He was doing his own thing. He was
0: living his best life.
2: And I just wanted him to shut up and get home <laughs> and so they could have Christmas.
0: I'm so surprised I thought you might have a favorite monster.
2: <laughs> I'm finding, I I feel like you didn't
0: enjoy this one. Um, so they decide to go on a monster hunt to find Colin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But they like make so much noise in the house.
2: Yeah, I don't know how those parents did not wake up. Also, do you not know that your five-year-old's out running the streets at, like, <laughs> 10 o'clock at night?
0: Are you not paying attention? First of all, I don't know what parents are asleep on Christmas Eve. It seemed like, you know, I know my parents were up late, mm-hmm. and I feel like most parents are up late, but I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure if my parents heard me get out of bed, I would have gotten yelled at. Let's be honest. We know it what happened. Um...
2: Especially they, when he like like they make the pudding and like oh. it explodes all over the house. House,
0: yeah, ugh, we're gonna get to that. I, I don't get it. I don't know, they were not quiet. So they go out to the streets and they start searching all these streets. And Colin. <laughs> I love Colin. Every time they look for Colin, if you pay attention, he's in the background. And he could clearly hear them calling his name, but he does not give a shit. No. He is just riding on a bus at one point. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere. So they're like, Colin, Colin. And then. <sighs> oh, man. Okay. For some reason we needed this plot, and I and I guess I get why now. But I didn't at the beginning.
2: It took till the end to to get get to the point. Right. So we
0: meet a cat burglar, and it's dumb. It is a gentle it is a person, it's a gentleman, who is dressed like a cat, but not really. Like he's in like weird, like skin tight clothes, but he has like a cat mask on, and it's dumb.
2: I always thought he was supposed to be like which is not true, but like a monster cat. Maybe I thought that's what they were going for, okay. like monster. Well, that would make sense because they kept saying, "But there's a
0: monster everywhere." Yeah, and he's creeping around, and then and an actual cat rubs up against him, and then we meet the character whose name I had to pause it on. We meet Mrs. Tiddles. That's that woman. Did you know that was her name, Mrs. Tiddles? <laughs> yes mrs tittles who is waiting for her cat with a saucer of milk and then the cat burglar comes up and like drinks the milk out of the saucer
2: yeah and at first i didn't know that was milk like i wasn't 100 percent sure and i was like i hope that's milk yeah well
0: god what else would it have been
2: the cat food
0: oh that's true that's gross and then he like leaves it doesn't make any sense it's such a dumb scene and then we go back to the show now i'm gonna pause for a second I think this cat burglar is one of the worst characters ever in a show. He's the main villain in all three specials.
2: Oh, really? He
0: comes back in all three specials.
2: Huh. I always wondered, like, if it had been a book or something.
0: Mm, That's a good question. That would have been, oh, what a cute book. Yeah. But still, you don't need the cat burglar character at all. I don't Mm. think it's necessary. It really irritates me. The cat burglar and the cops really irritate me. Yeah,
2: they were irritating
0: (laughs) we're trying to find the right word yeah meanwhile the group decides to find colin further and they see his tracks in the snow and they decide to follow his tracks and again this scene made me laugh out loud i did laugh hard if you pay attention to the background colin is literally riding a bus sitting on a bus like everybody else just looking out the window and then tom this is, this blows my mind tom then figures out because of where the tracks in that colin took the number 36 bus to garnet street and nobody knows where garnet street is and then norma's like why don't we ask a police officer and i was like oh okay. okay we're asking a police officer all right we see two police officers in their car i didn't write their names down because i don't care they yeah. took up way too much time.
2: They took up a lot of time. And um, it was supposed to be like this older, like, wizened, like, I don't know, cop levels, but, like, higher up. Mm-hmm. And with this, like, new beat cop. Beat, beat cop? Beat cop. There we go. i
0: <laughs> will leave that in. And, yeah, it was kind of like he was the rookie and he was the, yeah, I rookie. mean, in America, we'd say, like, maybe a sergeant, probably.
2: Yeah. Something like that.
0: they could have been maybe i think they should have been funnier Mm -hmm. i don't know it was very british i guess i don't know um they knock on the window and the short older officer is like what's that and the skinny younger one says oh it's a little boy and his friends and i was like oh can they see the monsters and also this is a child it's clearly late at night and it's wandering around outside And yet all you say is, oh, it's a little boy and his friends. And then, if you look in the background, the monsters are there, but they're darkened out, which makes me think like maybe they were supposed to be like in the background where you couldn't tell what they were. Oh, okay. It wasn't a good, it wasn't a good spot. And they, uh, he, Tom asks them like, how do you get to Garnet Street? And the officers go onto a really unnecessarily long conversation about how to get to Garnet Street. Like it was...
2: Like, they were arguing back and forth the best way. Yeah,
0: so I was like Tom. Tom was just like, I'm out. This is taking too long. He just walks away while they're still (laughs) discussing it. And I was like, you
2: know what? Good for you. And then they don't even care. They don't even care that they've lost this kid.
0: Nope. There's no mention of the fact that there is a child loose on the streets at night. Instead, they get a really annoying call on their... their Scanner. Scanner. Thank you. uh, About the stupid cat burglar... So they go to the cat burglar or they go to the location where there was the cat burglar, but it was Mrs. Tiddles because she's back and her name is Mrs. Tiddles, (laughs) Mrs. Tiddles says it was a monster that dressed is a cat monster. So they decide to like help her. And she's like, well, it's so scary.
2: It scared my cat and he's at the top of my tree and like. And you don't get to see this. Like, this is, like, bu- like in the house, and you just hear voiceover. What
0: laziness. <laughs> this probably, that, I think, because you hear them try to rescue the cat. You hear the cat mm-hmm. screech. I would have liked to watch that. I think that probably would have been funny. Yeah. And it probably would have made the special a little bit longer. And I think it would have made me like the cops. Yeah. But you're right. There was nothing. It's <laughs> just, this. you're literally standing outside of Mrs. Tittle's front door hearing it.
2: Yeah, and then you see the cat burglar, like, outside. Mm -hmm. like
0: Creeping around. Yeah. Which doesn't make a lot of sense. And he ends up... Oh, yeah. When they go inside, you see him pop up out of the trash can. Yeah. And I was like, why is he in the trash? He just stole her milk and then looked like he was running away. Like, what? (sighs) Cut it out. Cut the whole thing out. Tom and the gang give up searching for Colin, and they, they're they hungry, so they, Tom says, let's go inside and make some Christmas pud, or puddin'. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I love a puddin'. You like puddin'?
2: I do not like pudding. <gasps>
0: you don't like puddin'?
2: It's okay. Oh god, I love a good
0: puddin'. Um, and this is why I was really confused in the American version. I was like, why are they singing about Christmas pudding? Because again, that's not, and it makes so much more sense. And it sounds super cute when they sing it with their little accents. <laughs>
2: Making a Christmas food <laughs> Everything's um, cuter with that accent It
0: is, and so we get to our second song That I'm calling Hungry for Pud <laughs>
2: <laughs> It just brings up such bad images I know <laughs> Hungry for Pud
1: <laughs> Monsters don't like Christmas Unless there's Christmas food Cause nothing tastes quite like it Nothing ever could. But when it comes to puddings, well, I'm completely stumped. When I make custard, it takes a week to get rid of the lumps. Well, it's half a pound of this and it's half a pound of that. am the morning, there's the chocolate you have fancy dance. And you'll be for twenty, up and we'll all get back. big,
2: and i did oh. not i did not write
0: the lyrics down because there was a lot going on in that song
2: yeah and like any Four or five year old He's just making shit up
0: Just I mean they are But they are having the best damn times of their yeah, lives they are. I wrote down that they The monsters uh, He he says that the monsters don't like Christmas Unless there's Christmas pud <laughs> I was like why don't they like Christmas But we never find out why But it's no. There's gotta be Christmas pud Yep And then They don't know how to make it So you're right I, I wrote down The only things that I could catch Is that at one point They throw some curry in Yeah Pepper Eggs, toffee. I don't don't know what else. Like it was just whatever they could find. Yeah. And it looked like it was going to be gross. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned it earlier, all of a sudden, we don't know why the house explodes full of Christmas pud.
2: Yeah, the the Christmas pud comes out the chimney.
0: (laughs) And the windows. (laughs) It explodes out the chimney. But again, where are the parents? If I got up in the middle of the night to get a snack, you don't think that... I, my parents would have been like, get in bed. What are you doing?
2: Yeah, I think they must have been on drugs and just passed out.
0: <laughs> they, had, they had their own version of Christmas Pud. Yeah. It's not Christmas till we have our <laughs> Christmas Pud <laughs> drugs. <laughs> and the house explodes of Pud. There is so much Pud. Um, my note then says, meanwhile, Colin is out living his best life, sledding up and down the hills.
2: I don't know why you hate Colin. That makes me so sad. I just want him to be in order and do what he's supposed to do. I did not like Cat in the Hat either. I thought Cat in the Hat was horrible.
0: That makes a lot of sense.
2: I don't know why he could just couldn't get his shit together.
0: And I identify with Colin as like, I'm gonna go live my best life. It's Christmas. (laughs) I want some pud? And I want to go ride a sled and take a bus, the number 36, to Col- Garnet Street.
2: Colin is a very type B person. I'm a very type A person.
0: Am I a type B person?
2: Um, I think you're a mix. I am a mix, yeah. I feel like you're a mix. I feel like at work you're probably a type A person. Yeah. And yeah. then in your personal life you're definitely a type B person. De- definitely. Yeah. I, I
0: think if, I were, if, if you cared enough to identify me with any of the monsters, I think you would have said I'm Colin. Yeah. <laughs> I also think Colin has the most personality out of any of the other monsters.
2: He does. He does. And he's just living his he's... life.
0: So, Colin sledding down the hill w- hits a tree at the top. It was really bizarre. He hit the top of the tree, not the bottom of the tree, like most of us would hit. And it bounces him up in the air. Meanwhile, Santa is flying oh. over with one reindeer
2: yeah just rudolph
0: and it is rudolph because they do mention it as rudolph by name because at first i was like is that rudolph um which is so silly but yeah he (laughs) he falls in the back of santa's sleigh then scares santa and santa falls out of the sleigh Mm. and shockingly falls right down tom's chimney yep and i was like
2: "Eh, i'm good with this
0: he meets Tom Who says oh we should clean up the kitchen There's pud everywhere in the house Yeah. And he meets Tom And the rest of the monsters And then Santa promptly faints As you would when you meet like 38 monsters
2: mm-hmm.
0: Covered in Christmas pud <laughs> Ugh Then we, then we trans- Anytime you hear me say ugh We transition randomly back to Mrs. Tittles The cops leave And they miss seeing the cat burglar again
2: Who's in the trash with one of those fish bones on his head.
0: And it's not funny.
2: It's not. Cause they keep saying like, I smell something. Do you smell something? It smells fishy.
0: That's so dumb. <laughs> Just take it out. Take it out. Then we, it, first of all, that whole scene did not need to be seen at all.
1: Mm.
0: It made no sense. I don't, it's dumb. Uh, then we get back to Tom's and the monsters have wrapped Santa's foot and put him in Tom's bed. Santa freaks out again. And then I thought we were getting a song, Reprise. And I was very excited. But then Tom just starts telling him all the names. And I was like, mm. you could have done a Reprise. <laughs> Everyone loves a Reprise. That's true. Do a Reprise. We would have added five extra seconds to this thing. It's only 26 minutes as it is. Add a Reprise. Remind everybody there's are 48 monsters in this thing. <sighs> he, so he introduces them And then I love that spongy Fred called him Mr. Santa Christmas Claus. (laughs) And I think that's how we should um, call Santa from now on.
2: Mr. Santa what? Christmas Claus. Christmas Claus.
0: (laughs) Is there Mr. Santa Halloween Claus? I don't really quite get it. (laughs) Mr. Santa Christmas Claus. Um, As as Tom is mentioning all the names, and he finally gets to the end and shouts, Colin! Because they all see Colin standing in the door. Oh, God. So much. <laughs> I did have one favorite scene. If we've have you had a favorite scene yet at all?
2: No. Oh God. Okay.
0: Um. This is my favorite scene. Santa asks Colin, "What did you do with his sleigh?" And Colin's like, "I parked it in the garden." Oh yeah. And then goes, "Can I have a present?" Yeah.
2: I did. <laughs> That was funny.
0: And then he goes, he goes, Tom asks Colin, where have you been? And he says sledding. And then looks at Santa and goes, can I have a present? (laughs) Remember now.
1: Colin burned sledging. What have you done with my sleigh? Parked it in the garden. Can I have a present? Where have you been, Colin? Everywhere. Can I have a present? (laughs) My favorite thing that Colin does
0: because that makes me think Colin is like a child right yeah. Colin's like I did this can I have a present <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was like it did make me laugh I love Colin
0: I would like a stuffed Colin
2: oh that would be cute I would love
0: a stuffed Colin I
2: bet I could make a, a stuffed Colin I would
0: totally take that stuffed Colin um <laughs> can I have a present <laughs> without missing a beat it's just... and when sledding, can I have a present <laughs> Santa freaks out and says, how am I going to deliver all these presents now? And then Tom says, he and the monsters will do it while he rests his foot. And Santa's just cool with this small five-year-old child and 48 monsters delivering gifts. And they all fit in that tiny sleigh powered by one reindeer.
2: They do, and they do a good job of delivering presents. There's like mm-hmm. nothing that goes wrong with them delivering presents. Oh. I was waiting for something to go wrong.
0: Th- that's my, that was my note. So I said that they start dropping presents with parachutes, which is an interesting concept,
2: mm-hmm.
0: down chimneys, and we get our third song that I decided to call I Believe in Christmas by a Fireside Glow. And this is sung by like a random person. We don't know who it is. And this is my honestly favorite scene because mm-hmm. I think it's really done beautifully well. The music is very ethereal, very magical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very pretty. And we see them deliver presents not only to humans, but to animals as well. <gasps>
2: yes, that was... Okay, so that was my favorite scene. There we go. I, because, I had
0: to have been. Because
2: like they deliver the presents to the animals in the zoo. In the zoo! Yeah. Oh, it's so
0: cute. And what I liked is you're right. I said that there was no like madcap zaniness they just delivered presents and it was very sweet and it was kind of calming almost yeah you know very chill it was
2: very chill it was so chill it put john right to sleep oh he didn't did he not like this either he fell asleep oh god because i remember going oh they gave the cat a present and then john's over there snoring oh god that makes me sad
0: (laughs) then we ruined the whole moment
2: by oh. flashing
0: over to the stupid cops. Yeah. And they keep discussing all the monster sightings they've received. And then randomly, it makes no sense. The older short cop, the one that's like the most experienced, says, oh, well, you know, we're looking for a cat burger dressed like a cat, which people think is a monster. And I was like, what? Like there were To me, I didn't think there were any clues that led up to that conclusion, but whatever. We figured it out uh, because... We're almost halfway through. No, we're a little over halfway through now the show. So Mm -hmm. clearly we had to pick up the pace. Um, Then we find the dumb cat burglar watching Tom deliver presents. He tries to steal some and he falls and it's dumb and it's a waste of time. And I think you could have cut that out and the cops out and had that magical, beautiful scene. And that would have been fine. Then my favorite side character ever pops back up, Mrs. Tittles because i like her name <laughs> mrs Tiddles sees the cat burglar and calls the police again and they uh, head over and again discuss the case which is just stupid you know it's a cat burglar then randomly i forget how there's something that happened the cat burglar ended up at tom's house and sees santa and we find out that his name is moggy which is the I, okay and
2: because Moggy's been bad.
0: Waggy has been bad because he talks to Santa.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Santa says, What do you want for Christmas? And he says, The crown jewels. Moggy talks with a weird.
2: That makes so much more sense that this is British now. Yeah. Because he straight up asked for the crown jewels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll have to go watch the bridge. I think version. you need to
0: watch the bridge. I'm I'm serious, it's so much better. Do you have
2: to pay for Peacock or is it free? I
0: think there's two options. Let me know if you can't get it for free and I'll get oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm admitting it. I will let you have mine so you can watch it. <laughs> okay. I think you'll like it better. I really do. Um Santa said Santa says, Hey, have you been uh naughty or nice? And then Moggy's like, Moggy's been very, very, very naughty. But he does this weird <laughs> sounding voice. And then he's like, um, "Well, then you're not going to get anything." And Moggy's like, "Yeah, I yeah. am." And he's like, "Oh, what do you think you're going to get?" And he's like, "Santa." <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and then he takes Santa and shoves him in a sack. Yeah, that clearly Santa does not fit in. No. Um, just then, Tom and the monsters come in and they find Moggy with Santa, and and Moggy threatens to hurt Tom with that stupid fish bone that he's had the whole, I don't know, last three scenes we've seen him in and um but then moggy sees the monsters and they scare him away and he drops santa and he runs out of the house literally into the dumb cops who've been searching for him all night and they're like oh we're going to arrest you and moggy's like take me away and and lock me up there's too many monsters and it's dumb
2: it's very dumb very dumb like put me away for 10 years no 20 years no for life
0: it's so dumb Then Tom was like, oh, we should probably let Santa out of the bag that he's been stuck in during this arrest. And Santa tells him that there's two things left to do. Feed Rudolph and then have a Christmas Eve party. And we get our last song. And this is why I said it's a fourth, because the song is called, by my terms, Let's Have a Party Tonight, sung by somebody random. And the only reason I call it Let's Have a Party Tonight and why I said it's a fourth of a song is because all they do is sing Let's Have a Party Tonight four times. (laughs)
1: it's <laughs> so dumb um
0: and then the monsters like dance and have fun and there's some zaniness and it's very short and then santa tells them that each of them will get a present but they have to go to sleep and then he leaves and he says have a merry monster christmas
2: and then we go back to the cops again oh yeah and, they, and they're, they're having a little cocoa moment. Yeah,
0: they exchange gifts, and it's yeah. its whatever. I, again, we don't need them. Um, and then uh, Tom tells all the monsters goodnight and Merry Christmas monsters, and then they all realize that Colin is missing yet again. And we see Colin pop up in Santa's sleigh and help mm. deliver presents, and that's the end, and that is why I love Colin, because Colin's like, you know what? I'm going to hang out with Santa tonight. Ugh. <laughs> uh.
2: Okay, Colin's fine. He is so cute. I just love him.
0: I'm like, if I can have a Colin running around the house, I'd be fine with it. I'd be like, Colin, what are you doing? Colin, I'm going to work. Go have a madcap zany adventure and come back and tell me all about it. And then ask me for a cookie. Or actually, I think like Colin would be like, um, can Can I have a Snickers? <laughs> Colin, what'd you do today? I went outside. Can I have a Snickers? <laughs> um, so. Did you have any quotes that you liked out of it? Was anything that you enjoyed? This is the first time you've said no to a lot. I'm very shocked.
2: I just, I didn't like, it was, it was very peaceful. Like Mm -hmm. it was like a peaceful cartoon. It was,
0: it was very, it was a very chill cartoon. Yeah.
2: And I, and I was like, would kids like this?
0: That's a great question. I liked it.
2: Yeah. I'm like, would kids like this? Would they sit through all of this? Um, I,
0: I think they would for Colin if there was more Colin. Yeah. Because the monsters weren't, the only thing that really made them different was just how they looked, but they didn't have like a lot of personality, I don't think.
2: Mm-mm. And I'm like, would kids in the 90s have sat through this? I like, would not have. Yeah.
0: I, I know I wouldn't have. I didn't get British humor until later in life, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think I would have. No.
2: So, I would, would
0: you th- have sat through it?
2: Probably not. Yeah,
0: I would have been doing something else. I've been yeah. Playing with some He Man toys or something. Yeah. Well I was 94, He Man was gone by then. It was probably Ninja Turtles. Um, yeah, no, I mean, again...
2: I would love to hear some people that, like, maybe this is their, like, favorite childhood mm-hmm. thing and they remember it and they love it. Like, that's what I would like to hear, like...
0: So when I was on amazon trying to see if you could buy it Mm -hmm. um there was a review about i think it was amazon it's either i am amazon or imdb but there was a um a person that had talked about how their this was their favorite video as kids with all their brothers and sisters and they bought it recently when it came out on dvd in region two and the whole family got back together and i think like everybody was in their 20s and still laughed and enjoyed the whole thing again And i was like oh that's cute
2: that is cute
0: but again we had the american version which probably I get why they did it, but I just don't think it was a good idea. I don't think it landed the right way. And after I watched The American and then went back and watched The British, I was like, oh, God, The British were just so much better. Yeah. The humor makes more sense. The the lines make way more sense. Although, they don't really call, as far as I know, in the United Kingdom, it's Father Christmas. It's not Santa. Mm. So, I guess, maybe, no, I was going to say, maybe that's why Spongy Fred called him Mr... Santa, Christmas Claus, instead mm-hmm. of Father Christmas, maybe I don't, know. I, don't um, know. I would highly recommend the British version. Okay. um Did you notice any gay or hidden gay characters or elements? Just Colin being in the closet. I know Colin was. Yeah, that was the only thing I have to. <laughs> I love Colin. <laughs> but Colin is not in the closet. Colin is out, loud oh, and proud. Yes. Living Colin's best life.
2: <laughs> that is true. God, I love Colin, and he
0: was purple. He was... Oh, that's right. He was purple. He oh was. God, he's so cute. Um, okay. Well, now I'm very interested in in our in our, in our our studio rankings here. So on a scale of one to five, with five being the best, how many rainbow candy canes would you give this special?
1: you would probably
2: give it two and a half.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested. I mean, we won't hear it now, but I can always bring it up in the next episode. I'm interested to hear if that would change.
2: If I if you saw the, the British, British version. version.
0: Yeah. Because... I gave it a four. Oh. but the British version okay and I would have given it a five had it not been for the cat burglar <laughs> and the cops
2: wow huge
0: point deduction for that huge point deduction because they think it didn't add anything to it um and then going back and actually looking at the other two specials because I was like is the cat burglar and everything yep oh. he's in the other two and so are the cops the cops are on the same vacation trip that tom and the monsters are on with the same cap it with, with moggy
2: see that one makes me think almost like it had to be a book or something yeah
0: there, there must have been something with it i don't i don't know maybe yeah. maybe one of our listeners knows especially if you're over in the uh, united kingdom and that you could um tell us because i would love to hear if there's more to this show
2: yeah. i
0: really enjoyed it however let's ask our final question do you consider this a classic or not so classic special meaning would you watch it every year
2: Man, if I wanted to be put to sleep after Christmas opening presents, yeah, I would watch it. So <laughs> I'm going to
0: go with that's, a, that's a not-so-classic <laughs> special. And I, I'm going to say that I don't think it's a, it's a not-so-classic because I wouldn't watch it every year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: However, I would watch it again.
2: Fair I would definitely hurts. watch
0: it again. I just would not. I don't think I'd watch it. Ever. I'm going to forget Mm -hmm. because i can't find it on dvd and if i could have my own i would edit out the scenes with the cops Yeah, because there's no reason i I don't think you need even the cat burglar it took the entire show for us to figure out why the cat burglar was even there
2: yeah why he was important and i don't think
0: you even need that because you could have just had tom come back and say hey santa we delivered the presents yeah can you clean up the christmas pud?" But I get that they had to do that to make it at least 26 minutes long. Yeah. But who cares? It could have been just a cute cartoon short. You Mm -hmm. could have had 10 more minutes of Colin. Yeah. You could have added a reprise of the monster song.
2: That's true. And then maybe I would have learned the monsters.
0: I know. Oh, God. The name's not in the shed. His name is Spongy Fred.
2: Hot monster!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, Pamela. I guess there's only one other thing to say. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's almost Christmas. We're in the Burr months.
2: We are in the Burr months. We're
0: getting there. So. We're,
2: and they're going fast. They
0: are. They are. Uh, by the time this comes out, we'll be almost in November. Ah, yeah. so excited. Yay. Just when you think the show can't get any worse. (sighs) It's time for Naughty Ned's White Elephant GIF suggestions.
2: I'm sorry.
1: Hi, I'm Naughty Ned. I'm back. I love Halloween. It's my second favorite time of the year. I love getting to dress up, pop for apples, and get lots of candy. Do you have a friend that loves Halloween? What about horror movies and the macabre? I do, her name's Brianna. And I was thinking, what kind of gift could I get Brianna? Well, do I have a gift for Brianna and for you to give to your friend who like Brianna? The folks from The Haunt, Michigan's premier haunted attraction, have created ornaments. They're incredibly detailed and sculpted Halloween-related Christmas ornaments. They have a cannibalistic gingerbread cookie called the Ginger Dead Woman, zombie Santa Claus, Cthulhu, a vomiting pumpkin called a o Lantern, a killer snowman with human eyeballs as buttons, and even horror icons like Michael Myers. These ornaments would scare even Krampus away. Well, I have to go finish my costume for the big party. Guess who I'm going as? <laughs> I'm going as Nixie. This is Claw's least favorite elf. <laughs> I gotta go get my big tail done right. Oh, before I go, don't forget, stay
0: off the body list! I love ending each episode here in a Christmas memory or tradition. I invited my friend Pamela back to tell us one of hers. If you'd like to share a Christmas memory, don't forget to email us at keepingtheyuletidegay at gmail.com or simply leaving us a 60-second voicemail at anchor.fm slash keepingtheyuletidegay.
2: So when John and I were dating, um, the first Christmas we were together, he did like 12 days of Christmas presents for me and one of the things that he got me which was so silly but I still remember is just a little pack of those white thumbtacks because I had my walls covered in posters like all askew and just random posters all over the place and just everything covering my walls and so he got me just a little pack of those thumbtacks so I could put up more posters on my wall
0: that wraps up this month's episode thank you for listening to keeping the old tide gay don't forget to subscribe to the show to be notified when new episodes air we hope you can come back for our next episode as we continue to put the mess in christmas bye thank you for listening to keeping the old tide gay don't forget if you need more gayson in your life to listen to my other podcast gabbing with gayson on all podcast apps And you can find more information about both shows at gabinwithgason.com. The First Noel, Old Christmas Tree, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, Bring a Torch, Isabella, The Twelve Days of Christmas, and Silent Night, The Disco Edition, are provided by freexmasmp3.com. Other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of the individual copyright holders, and they are used for purposes of commentary
1: and review. No infringement is intended.